Hello, Antioch West. Welcome to Antioch West Virtual. Yes, we're not in our usual place. Because you know why? Today is Super Bowl Sunday, and I figure, you know what? Super Bowl Sunday, let's do something different, right? Because it is a different day, and um, I decided to, uh, in prayer, the Lord had given me something, and I decided, you know what? Let's make it a Super Bowl Sunday type of setting. And tonight, maybe a lot of you will be sitting down and watching the big game with your favorite chip and dip with literally millions of other people. And so today we're going to do something a little different, but it's not just different for being different sake. Hopefully the setting and what I believe the Lord wants to share with you today will match up. I think um, if Paul was alive today, he would like Super Bowl Sunday. Now, before you uh, panic and think I'm getting uh, sacrilegious here. I know some of you may have gasped at that, that Paul would like Super Bowl Sunday. I, okay, I get there's some things about sports and uh, especially American sports and the way we have become to worship these athletes. That is wrong. It's We've taken it too far. But Paul was a huge sports fan. If you go back and you read his writings and you read the things he talked about, Paul loved athletics I could see Paul sitting maybe in a grandstand similar to this, watching a game, sitting watching athletes compete. And as he sat there watching athletes compete, Paul would begin to ponder how these athletic events would parallel his own Christian journey. And he gives us this insight numerous times when he discusses sort of this journey that we're on as we walk with Jesus and he used athletics to do that. So I know today for some of you, you're not maybe into football, maybe you're not into sports at all. And so I may lose you a minute or two because of my analogy of using athletics or the grand uh, spectacle, the Super Bowl, but hopefully you'll look through all that today and maybe see the biblical truth. And my prayers always is that something that is said today will challenge you and help you to grow closer to Jesus. When those uh, guys take the field tonight, and maybe you haven't watched a football game all season, maybe you won't watch tonight, but maybe you'll tune in for a minute and you'll see two teams take the field. Uh, but what we don't know and what we don't see, and if you have played sports, you'll understand this better, but I think we all can relate to some degree. When you see these guys take the field tonight, you know that what you see this evening isn't just the moment, but it is really a culmination of a journey of commitment and dedication. This journey for a lot of these guys began when they were five, six, seven years old, strapping on their helmet for the first time, going out to uh, play rec league football, not knowing how to run, not knowing how to pass, maybe not even know how to catch. But through years of playing and the years of bumps and bruises and dedication, we will see them take the fear field tonight and what for some of them will become a life-defining moment. For some, their life will change tonight and will never be the same because they have reached the pinnacle of their profession. And for those guys that reach that, and a lot of guys that maybe never feel the full fruit of that, but the guys who reach it tonight and they win the big game, they didn't just get up one morning and decide, you know what, I got nothing better to do today. Let's go out and play some football. It really is a 
series of small decisions day by day when nobody's around, when, when, when there's not millions of people watching like there will be tonight and the crowds are cheering and you're getting up at five or six in the morning and you're going and you're sitting in a room and you're watching game film to see if you can pick up the slightest advantage on your opponent. It's doing a few extra reps in the weight room or maybe running an extra lap when everyone else has gone home. It's being the first in and the last to leave. These are the things that really make the difference tonight. And so I want to challenge you for the next few minutes as we get into this. And I'm not going to just talk about football. I know some of you probably already are like, okay, I'm done. Maybe your husband or your boyfriend or your other significant other has spent the last four months uh, literally worshiping at the throne of football and you're done. Okay, you're like, oh my God, I don't need this today. <laughs> so I'm not going to be talking about football. Really, we're going to talk about some biblical truths. We're going to use Paul's writings to talk about it. We may sprinkle a little bit of analogies in here because it is Super Bowl Sunday, but I want to challenge you today through the Holy Ghost. I want to challenge you because Paul gives us some insight. He challenges you and I on this Christian walk and he digs deep into the illustration bank and uses athletics. So we're going to do that this morning. We're going to look at Paul's writings and I believe if you would open up your heart today, that God will encourage you, challenge you, that when you are done watching this today, you may not watch the Super Bowl. You may not even ever watch another sporting event again, but you'll pull out the biblical truths. And I pray in Jesus' name that that will challenge you and you will grow closer to Jesus Christ. I think one of the sports Paul would have enjoyed watching the most and probably spent time doing so was the sport of track and field. Now, in Paul's time, they didn't have the tracks like we have today. Maybe the equipment wasn't quite the same, but the essence of competition, the race was the same. And Paul uses this analogy in several places to kind of encourage and challenge you and I. I want to take a moment if I can and forgive me here today. We're we're, 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 we're a little simple. I want to read to you two passages of scripture where Paul references this challenge, this race. You'll be very familiar with both of these scriptures if you've been around at all or you have read or seen any inspirational scripture messages. You will recognize some of these verses because they are used numerous times when it comes to inspiring us to run our own race. Well, Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, Verse number seven, he says, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss to Christ, for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, from whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I might gain Christ and being found in him and not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith that I may know him and the power of the resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. Man, there's so much good stuff there. That's not the point today, but I could just stop right there and just talk just about that today. And being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And then he kind of uses that to segue into this passion, this goal that he has. And he says, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, meaning completed. Not that I can do everything right, but I'm already completed. 
but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing that I do. This is what he says. This is his inspirational message. This is his inspiring encouragement to himself. And he's sharing that with the church in Philippi and ultimately sharing it with you today. He said, this one thing that I, of all that I do, everything that I do, all the stuff that I've listed, everything Paul talks about, he narrows everything down to one simple principle. He said, that's kind of simple. I'm not making it up. That's what he says. This one thing I do. Meaning, when I get up in the morning and I go about my day, this one thing I do. When I am going through my mountaintops or my valleys, this one thing that I do. I've narrowed all of this, all of my accomplishments, all my revelations, all the things that God has shown me, all the miracles I've seen. I I, I count all that stuff really, it's great, but I haven't reached something that I'm striving to reach for. And this one thing that I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Let me stop here for a moment if I can. We're going to read another scripture in a moment. But but I want to challenge you just for a moment here because when I read that, it's been used. I've used that scripture, I don't know how many times. I've used it so many I can't even count. But this scripture here, We talk about it, and we often use it in a negative context. You know, forget those things in the past, meaning the bad things, the down days, the mistakes. And yes, I believe Paul is telling us, forget the things that happened in the race behind you. If you can look down this track... If I'm, if I'm running towards the goal that's in front of me, if I'm, if I'm coming this way, what I've already passed to get me here, I, I can't, I can't run looking backwards. I can't run, I can't run with my, with, with looking back. I, I mean, there's, there, I've seen quirky races before on YouTube, uh, backwards running races where people literally race around a track backwards. And maybe that's a fun thing to try, but nobody is serious about running who, who learns or desires to run backwards. If you go watch the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, we have the Winter Olympics right now, and they they run the race. They don't run it backwards. They run it looking forward. And 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 they understand that if you're going to reach something, you've got to be looking ahead. We all know this, right? I'm not blowing you away with great revelation today because ultimately, if you look behind me, the track that I have already passed got me here. But I can't keep looking back to where I've come from. I've got to look ahead to where I'm going. And Paul says this, right? He says, forget the things that are behind. And and we often take that and we extrapolate it to the fact that I've got to think, I've, I've, I've got to forget the bad things. I've got to forget my bad days. And i got to forget my mistakes. Okay, yeah, you're right. There's some mistakes you need to forget. There's some There's some bad things that maybe we need to let go of. I get that. But also, I think Paul's also not just referring to the bad things because if you read the previous verses he just brought up he makes the statement not everything that he was talking about was bad he talked about you know the the the, the all the things that are gained to me as count as as lost that i might win christ so not only are we forgetting the good the bad things but sometimes you got to let go of the mountaintops because if you keep holding on to your past experiences with god you'll never reach forward to a brand new fresh experience 
I'm out here on the track. Maybe one of these runners will give me an amen on that. Maybe I'll just stop and let them give me an amen. Because someone needs to hear me today. Because it's great what God has done for me in the past. But if I only live based on my past experiences, I'll never keep reaching forward to that which is ahead. And Paul says, look, all the stuff that's happened to me is great. I'm very thankful for that. I'm very appreciative of all the stuff that's happened to me up to now. But I've got to do one thing. I've got to keep pressing forward. I've got to keep reaching forward. I've got to keep looking for that goal. I haven't obtained yet what I'm looking for. I haven't been apprehended yet. I haven't got a hold of it yet. But you know what? I've had some good days. I've had some bad days. But I'm still pressing forward. Yeah, the bad days, yeah, they're in the past. Let's get rid of the sins, the mistakes. Yes, God has forgiven them. Get, get healed from it. But also some of you, you got to let go of those mountaintops that you so cherish. Remember in the story in, in, in the Gospels where Jesus takes the, 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 the uh, couple of disciples up to, to the mountain. We call it the, the, the transfiguration, right? And we have this, this amazing moment. And, and Peter looks over and says, you know, Lord, we, we got to build tabernacles here. This is too good to pass up. And Jesus tells him, no. Jesus says, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're not going to make this place a destination because if you stop here, you're going to miss the rest of the race and there's more victories to come. Yeah. There may be more mistakes to be made. There may be more falling down. There may be some things that you end up doing. We all going to have those days, right? But sometimes we get so caught up in the victories of the past. We can't ever see the great victories that God has for us that are lying ahead of us. So Paul says, you got to do both today. You got to look back and say, okay, the good days and the bad days. I thank God for the, for the good days because he's good. It reminds me he's good. And I thank God for the bad days because he brought me through those. But good or bad, I'm forgetting the things that are behind me and I'm pressing towards the mark. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep moving down this track because you know what? As long as I keep looking back, because you know what? Every time I take, I, I step onto the track. The last race is just that. It's the last race. Tonight, there's going to be a team that holds up that Super Bowl trophy, and they're going to have confetti, and they're going to have a parade, and they're going to high-five, and they're going to celebrate. But in about a week from now, in two weeks from now, three weeks from now, when, when all that's done, those same guys that just reached the pinnacle today are going to have to get out of bed and start going back to the weight room, start going back to the practice field and start preparing because in a few months they're going to have to start it all over again. And when they step onto the field next year, they'll still have the memory of the big game. They'll still have the memory of winning the Super Bowl. They'll have the memory of being that world champion, but that's what it will be. It'll be a memory. And if they walk on the field next year and they go, yeah, what's up guys? Yeah, we won the Super Bowl last year and we're here. So you might as well just give us the victory. They're going to get smashed in the face Football speaking, I know that's a little too barbaric sounding for some of you, but they're going to get knocked down because the team they're playing is not going to go, oh, you won last year? Sure, you can win today. No, they're going to say, you know what? You beat us last year, but today's a new day. You see, I think sometimes we may do that with the devil. Okay, you know what? I won last time. God gave me the strength last time, the victory. So you know what? I'm waking up today. Come on, devil, you know I already won. The devil's like, no, 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 that was yesterday. Today's a new day. See, that's the danger. I don't know why I'm saying this. I, 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 this wasn't in the notes. I don't have notes, but it wasn't in the notes. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm concerned for some of you because you've had some major victories. You've had some amazing experiences with God. 
but they're in the past. I'm not negating them. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying you got to let go of the memory and just, but you can't live with those because you're missing out on what's ahead. Be thankful for them. Let, they, let them be a faith builder. Let them build you and, and edify you, but there's more to come. God has more for you. Yeah, you've reached your pinnacles of things. You've seen God do amazing things, but have you really apprehended that thing yet? Have you reached for that goal? And Paul says, all this, I still do one thing. I press towards the mark, towards the prize. I'm going to still keep going. That was the amazing, amazing thing. He just retired and it's either a love or hate thing with him. But if I say the name Tom Brady, some of you go, wow, what an amazing guy. Others say, wow, you know, I hate him. He beat my favorite team or I don't like him. Or maybe you're just indifferent. But the thing about Tom Brady that I respected watching him at his age of 44 still playing in what is really a young man's game of football, what I really appreciated the most about Tom Brady is here's a guy that dedicated everything every day to getting up and becoming a better football player, even though he had won seven Super Bowls, more Super Bowls than anybody. He had won more Super Bowls as a person than all the franchises in the NFL. If Tom Brady was his own football team franchise, he would have the most Super Bowls of any team, not just player. And what would make him, after all that, continue to get up every day and do the things? If you read about his diet, if you read about his progress, his training, his his workout, his, his work ethic, it was just unmatched. And for you and I, the question would be, you know, why would you keep doing that? Because you've already won so much. But the only way he could have done that, and I'm not an expert, I'm not a sports psychologist, and I've never talked to Tom Brady, so I may be wrong, but I'm just going to give you an outside perspective. The only way you could do that literally would be the fact that Tom Brady forgot the things that were behind him and pressed towards the mark that was in front of him, that next victory, that next game, that next Super Bowl. You talk to him here in interviews, he talks about some of the disappointing losses. He talks about some of the victories. And he said, you know what? The losses have stayed with me much longer than the victories. I, I don't really, really remember much about the victories, but the losses still keep me, they eat at me. But all that, he said, I push forward. Paul's telling you and I that, and, and I think in this first, and we're going to go to another part of this here in just a moment. But I think in this first section here, what, what I really want you to hear today is, is that for some of you, you're caught up in, in the good moments. I, I know some, if you, if you had bad mistakes, you, you know, I want to forget those. I, I want them to go away. I, I want to press, but also don't forget the good things too. The good, the, 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 the Mount transfiguration moments. Yes. Those are awesome. Let's testify. Let's, 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 let's give God praise for those, but let's not stay here. Let's keep running that race. We haven't got there yet. The finish line is ahead of us. It's not behind us. It's in front of us. And we can look back and go, you know what? That last section of the race, man, you should have seen me look down that track. I was just flying down that track, but now I'm here. I can stand here and go, wow, you know what? Yep. All right. What's up? Check it out. Yep, I'm here. And all that I've done up to now is for nothing. It got me here, but that's all it did. It got me here. I can celebrate it. Or, you know what? All the way down at the end of that track, I fell. I got knocked down. But I got back up, and I'm going to keep on running. And the farther I run, the farther away that mistake really is. Yes, I fell down. I, I broke. I, I hurt my knee. I, I'm bleeding. I'm bloody. But I'm going to keep pressing 
towards the mark. Is there anybody this morning that that I'm challenging you in the Holy Ghost that maybe there's something that you're weary, you're tired. Maybe you're just, you, you just, maybe you just feel like you just, you're, you're never going to get there. But maybe today in the name of Jesus, somehow through the power of the Holy Ghost, that the spirit of God would rise up in you, that there would be something that would rise up in you. Say, you know what? I have come too far to come this far. I have come to here, but this is not where I want to go. I have to keep on pressing. I've been through hell, but I'm going to keep on going. I've been through the storms, but I'm going to keep on going. I've gone through my valleys, but I'm going to keep on going. Can I encourage someone today? Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on because there's a prize ahead of you. There's a finish line ahead of you. If you keep moving forward and pressing forward to the high calling. The second scripture I want to bring to you today from Paul, where he sort of parallels a little bit, but kind of gives it a different spin of what we just talked about in Philippians chapter three. And that is first Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24. He says this, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. Now, there's a lot of stuff again in this to unpack, but I really want to focus back again on this sort of this, this, this passion and focus that Paul had that he referred to in Philippians three, in Philippians three, right? He's talking about obtaining this prize, focusing. But then in Corinthians, he kind of uses that, but, but he comes from a different angle and, and he says, everybody runs, but one receives the prize. Run that you may obtain the prize. Now, you could go a lot of different ways today with that interpretation and, and every interpretation that you got from that. Most of them probably would be sort of biblically accurate and maybe uh, applicable today. But what I want to take from that verse this morning and apply it to today is this, is that you're going to run a race. Life is going to happen to all of us, right? This, this race called life is going to happen. Paul says everybody's going to run. This is not about today, are you running or not? Everybody is running. Now, Paul likened that to a race, right? He, I think when he wrote this, he must have just gone to the track, just like I am today. Maybe he had just gotten to the, went to the, to, to the chariot race or down to the local gymnasium and saw it and he was inspired by this and, 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 and Paul's remembering the, 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 the competition and he brings this point to us. The question today is not, are you going to run? The question is, you're running already. You may not feel like you're running, but we're in a race, right? We know that in this life, there is a limited amount of time. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment, right? We know that we're all running a race. That every day we get up, that the, 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 the sands of our life are, 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 are dropping 
to the bottom half of the hourglass. Every day we get up, we get closer to death. Now, we don't talk about that. It, it's, it's too morbid for us. And some, it may be too depressing to talk about. But in reality, we all know that we're not going to live forever, ever. We're not immortal. There's a there, there's an expiration date to us. And yes, we are blessed now to have a, a longer life expectancy. But we don't really know when that's going to come. We are just experiencing a two-year span where 900,000 Americans have have died at the hands of COVID or COVID-related or other uh, COVID-related deaths. So that's 900,000 people that, that some were young and some were old. In fact, I think I read this, that, that all the deaths have actually lowered the life expectancy age in America. We all know that we're going to eventually die unless the Lord comes and raptures us and we go to heaven. We don't, we escape it, but we're all going to die. And so we're running a race. You're running a race. I'm not here today to tell you get in the race. You're in the race, whether you're not or you're, you want to or not. This today is not encouraging. You got to get in the race. You got to go for it. You're in it. That's the problem we don't realize is you're running a race. Paul was not telling them to go out and run. He wasn't telling the Corinthians, listen, you got to go run. Now, Paul is saying, you're running already. You're running your race already. The question is, what is going to be the thing that you're going to run for and run to? You see, you are going to run the race. What we determine is what we run to, what we run for, where we're going with that race. You and I are going to determine that. We get to determine that. Now we get the help of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our strength. He becomes our our goal, our passion. Paul gives us that. He talks about the passion he had for being apprehended by Jesus Christ. He had that goal in mind. But today you might be running a race towards a dream. You might be running a race towards a career. You might be running a race towards some level of success. You might have another destination that's different than Paul's because we're all running a race. But Paul said this, be careful how you pick that destination. I, I kind of alluded to it earlier and forgive me for being a dead horse for a moment, but it is Super Bowl Sunday. So I got to use this while it's fresh. But tonight when those guys take the field and after the end of the 60 minutes of battle and one of them is victorious, that's awesome. It's great. Wow. But what's next? There's an article I read uh, not too long ago. It, it shared the story of the 55 Super Bowl rings. Have you ever seen a Super Bowl ring? I've got this little rubber uh, silicone ring that I get off Amazon. They're like eight bucks. Not a Super Bowl ring. It is an amazing ring because it means I'm attached and wedded to the most amazing woman in all of the world. So it is extremely valuable to me, even though it only costs me like six bucks. But those guys who win, man, those guys are going to get some bling bling. The Super Bowl rings are just absolutely insane. But you know what's amazing? You can go into certain pawn store shops in this nation and buy a Super Bowl ring. These guys have accomplished things that most people dream of. And yet, when they receive that prize, life continues. And a lot of those guys that who won those Super Bowls and reached the pinnacles, 
as they keep running their race, they find themselves in hard times and difficult times. And, and they look down at that ring, and even though it may represent something of great achievement, to them, it's more valuable soul than it is to keep. And Paul, not talking about the Super Bowl, but was talking about that when he alluded to the fact that don't run for things that are perishable. Don't run for things that when you get there, you're, you're they're great, but then once you have them, then what? If you build that company to the pinnacle that you want it to be, and you now are the CEO of the world, then what? If you make all the money you desire to make, then what? If you're able to get to that peak in your job and you can retire, then what? Then what? That's what Paul's saying. If you're just running to something that's perishable, what is going to happen when you get there? Because in this life, the race keeps going. In this life, you're going to have to keep going. He says, if you're going to run it, run to win. Run to win. Now, that takes on a lot of different meaning for a lot of us because to win in life usually means how we measure you at the end of your life. How successful were you? Meaning, what kind of influence did you have? How much money did you make? What kind of, what, how many people show up at your funeral, right? Those are the measurements we talk about. So that's how we win the race. But that's not what Paul meant. Several, uh, about a week ago, I had the, the honor and the privilege of doing a funeral service for a lady that has been around this church for, oh my Lord, 30 plus years. Some of you wouldn't even know her. Some of you wouldn't know her. You may know her name, Sister Clara Claggett, but you may not know her face. You may never have a conversation with her. And when it was all said and done, we didn't blow trumpets and have fanfare. And we didn't have a huge parade announcing the death of Sister Clara Claggett. This, this monumental woman who achieved so much. And for some of us, did she win or not? Did she really win? I mean, where's the accolades? Where's the long list of achievements? But what was amazing about Sister Claire's life that I didn't know was at her funeral, Tony Lewis, who is a who is a man that's a part of a, one of a, the other one of the other churches that's connected to Antioch, who is a tremendous man and 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 has, God has has used him and he's grown so much in the Lord and and when he came to the Lord he had his he was at the bottom of life literally, and now he's God has just tremendously blessed him and he's an awesome man, but he talked about. He was working as a janitor at a college, a local college, and Sister Clara was a work there. I don't know what she did, but she was just a worker there, and he started making connections with her, and she started sharing her life and her walk with Jesus with him, and he's here today because of what she did. You know what? That's running to win. That's running to win because you know what? She... In this life is gone. But Paul said what she obtained means more than the perishable things. No, she doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. She didn't have the great achievements that some may have. But she ran to win the race. You see, you're going to run. You might be 20 today. You might be 80. But you're still running. As long as you got breath in your body, you're running. And Paul's saying, listen, if you're going to run, run to win. But run to win what? He told us what we're running to win. We're not trying to run to win man's approval. We're not trying to run to win the, 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 the top of the, 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 the pile, the, the most who, who died, he who dies with the most toys wins. That's not what Paul said. Paul's saying we're running to win him. 
That's what we're running to win. I'm running to win him. I'm running to win Jesus Christ. That's what I'm running to win. I'm not running to win your approval. I'm not running to win to, to, to win the world's accolades. I'm not running to win likes or views. I'm running to win him. That's what I'm running to win. You see, here's the problem and what we have to understand. What you're running for will determine how you run. What you're running to will determine what you do, how you train. If I'm going to run, if I'm going to be a, 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 a sprinter, just right over here on this track, there are, there are some people that are practicing the hurdles. They're practicing their discipline. They're, they're trying to get as fast as they can. They're doing sprints up and down. I, I would turn the camera, but I'm on my own cameraman today. So if I turn it, I'm not sure if I can get it back. But they're practicing sprints. This guy that keeps running by me, which if he keeps running by me, he's going to end up... I might just have to stop and pray for him because he's just going to get Jesus if he keeps running by me here. I don't even think he knows what's going on, but... When he keeps running by me, he's obviously running for distance. He's training for distance. You see, what you're running to and for determines how you live your life. That guy's running for distance. He's running long laps. He's been running around this track almost the entire time I've been here. Those people over there, they're running maybe, I don't know, 50 yards, and they keep going back and running 50 yards again. They're running for something different. You know why? Because their prize is different than his prize. So they're running differently. They're both racing, but they're running differently. You see, when you're running for your own prize, when you're running for the prize of this world, it's not just, well, okay, it's not that big of a deal. No, it determines everything. It determines how you train. It determines how you get up in the morning. It determines what drives you. It determines how you live your Monday and your Tuesday, not just your Sunday. You see, your prize is not just some kind of cute bumper sticker or a I Love Jesus t-shirt or a WWJD bracelet. Your prize determines how you live your life. If your prize is something other than Jesus Christ, it's not just some little semantic thing. It determines how you live your life. If you're running for a career, you're going to put that in front of Jesus. If you're running for success, there's going to be times where that success gets in the way of Jesus. If you're running for something else, if you're running for approval, you're going to do things, you see. But if I'm running towards him, it's going to change me. Yeah, it's easy to run, get up on Sunday and say, you know what? I'm running for Jesus. And I strap on my shoes and I go out to the track and I'm going to say, I'm running for Jesus. You know what? That's great. But what about tomorrow morning? What are you running for? Well, I'm running for my boss. I'm running for my company. I'm running for the paycheck. I'm running for that. I'm running for retirement. I'm running for this. I'm running for that. You see, but when you're running for Jesus, it determines and shapes everything about you. Do you know that that athletes determine what they eat, how much they eat, when they eat, how they sleep? I've read stories about athletes with sleep, the links they go to for sleep. Why? Because they understand that they have to train to get a certain result. So everything in their life is determined and shaped around that goal, how they sleep, how they eat, how they interact. Uh, I referenced Tom Brady earlier, and I remember hearing him in an interview one time talk about the fact when he was a young, young football player, he knew in order to reach his goals, he had to make a decision. Do I go out and hang out with the guys? Do I go out and party with them when they go out and party, or do I go back and study film? Do I be the guy that everyone's like, oh, he's a, he's so boring. He's, he's, he's just a boring guy. All he wants to do is sit around and study film. You know what's funny? All the guys that were partying, they're not even playing football anymore. They probably never played much football after one or two years. But here he was, he just retired seven Super Bowls. 
one of the greatest football players of all time because he trained to win. Don't tell me you're running for Jesus Christ, but I look at your life and you're not running and training for him. If I told you today that I'm, I'm, I'm going to train for the Olympics, I'm, I'm announcing it right now, right here, live Sunday morning. Here we go. Ready? Super Bowl Sunday, February 13th. Joel Wright is about to announce that in 2024, that's right, it is in Paris, I am going for the Olympics, baby. Hashtag go USA. Or when you go start training? Oh, I, I'm not really going to train. Well, when are you going to start? When are you going to hire a coach? Well, yeah, I don't really need that. When are you going to start dedicating your life? Well, you know, I, I don't. I'll get around to it when, when, when I'm able to. You know, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. And, you know, pastor in Antioch West and I've got a wife and three kids and, you know, I, I'll get around to training when I'm, when I'm up to it. I got a lot of stuff going on, man. I'm, hey, I'm watching the Super Bowl tonight. I ain't got time for all that. But you know what? 2024 comes around, baby. Watch out. Woo. Tune in. You're going to see me. You're going to see me. There I go. Woo. Woo. I'm going to be blazing down the track. How many of you would believe me? Now, you probably won't believe me because I'm 41 years old and I'm not very fast anymore. I might be able to outlift you, but probably can't outrun you. I'm older now. So I get it. You don't believe me because of that. But how many of you wouldn't believe me because you know, wait a minute, you're telling me you're running and you're going to be in the Olympics, but you're not doing anything about it. You're not training. You're not out there working out. You're not out there dedicating yourself so you really honestly think you're going to make the olympics and you're not even doing anything about it come on you got to be realistic right that's what you would tell me so why is it the fact that you're telling me and you're trying to lie to yourself ultimately you're lying to yourself that you're really running to obtain christ but when i look at your life i don't see anything that lines up with that goal I'm running to, I'm, I'm running to obtain Christ. Have you prayed today? Well, you know, I got, I, I got to get to work. I got stuff to do. I got fa- Are you reading your Bible? Are you studying? Are you seeking him? No. I, well, you know, but I'm running to win Christ. Cause see me Sunday, baby. You know what? It's like me getting a track suit on and be like, you know what? Have you seen my, have you seen my track suit? It's got USA across. I'm going to be the best track guy in America. You're like, great. You may look good, but you can't run. But look, don't look how good I look, man. I got the U.S. Look, I even have it today. I got the USA flag here, USA here, go USA. I'm kind of in the Olympic mood right now. So I got my USA gear on because I'm ready to win and go for the USA and, and stand there and, and, uh, and, 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 and get this with that gold medal hanging around my neck, listening to them to sing and the home of the brave. Man, I'm the champion. I can't wait for that moment. And what are you doing about it? Well, you know how. I mean, I mean, life is tough, man. Got so much going on. So busy. But I want to win that gold medal. I watched a guy yesterday. He was 40 years old. He was a snowboarder for the U.S. He had been in four Olympics, five Olympics. Never won a medal. Never won anything. Yesterday, I believe it was, maybe two days ago, he won a gold medal. And you could see what it was just, it was so cool to watch him achieve this goal after so long. But he had literally spent his entire life to this moment. 
He didn't just get up one day and say, you know, what were you going? Well, I'm, I'm trying to go to the Olympics and win a gold medal. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to snowboard. Well, you ever been on it before? No, but you know what? It's just a board. You stand on it. How bad can it be? Eh, he dedicated everything. He, he did everything he could to win that medal. He did. It paid off. Now, listen, not everybody who dedicates their life to something achieves that. So I get that. I get that. There are guys that play football and never win a Super Bowl. There's people who run track, never win a gold medal. There are people who, win, who play basketball, never win the championship. I get that. I, I understand that. But we're talking about a different prize here. Don't tell me you're running for Jesus, but then I look at your life and I see nothing that resembles that race. Paul said, if you're going to run, run to win. Run to win. I'm telling someone today, if you're going to run, run like you mean it. Run to win. Don't just run your race. Because you're going to run for something. The question is, what are you going to run to? I'm telling you today, you got to run to win. I pray today that somehow something that was said would challenge you. And not challenge you for an emotional reaction. I, I'm hoping that you're not getting a, let's go out and do this thing. It's really, let's seek him, find him, know him. There's a race ahead of us. There's a prize ahead of us. There's more track to go. I'm thankful for the place we've already been, but there's more to go. Let's run that race. Let's press towards the mark. Because there's something great ahead of us. Yes, there are good days behind us and there are bad days behind us, but there's something even better in front of us. And that's him. There's a song that I loved, still love to sing. We don't get to sing it as much, but when I was a kid and growing up in church, this was a song that I always enjoyed singing. It would simply say, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. Every day that I get up, I'm running for that prize. That prize is him. That prize is not heaven because without Jesus, there is no heaven. So I'm not running to heaven. Some are like, I'm just running to get to heaven. Well, you know what? If you run to him, you get heaven. You can run to heaven and miss him. So I'm just challenging someone today. Maybe you've made some mistakes. Forget those mistakes. Let's go forward. I'm challenging someone today. Maybe you've had some amazing moments with God and and and, and it was awesome. And you haven't had those lately. Forget those Turn around and thank God for him. But there's more to come if you would press. But maybe there's some of you out there that you're running a race. Everybody runs a race. The question is, what race are you running and who are you running to? Paul said, run to win. Keep running. Keep walking. Keep striving forward because there is a prize ahead of us. we got to keep going down the track. This is not the end yet. The goal has not been reached. As long as you and I are on this earth, we're still breathing. There's still more race to run. It's not an option whether or not we stop running. The option is, are we just going to keep, are we going to turn and run? So today, I challenge you, let's run to win, but run to win him. I'm going to keep walking because I know at the end of that, there's a goal and it's Jesus. I'll see you again next week. Started out in a race, running a fast pace. 
nothing could slow you down. 